When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and joining me, as always, Zach Batista. Zach, how are you doing? Are you ready for this second episode of Independent Waters? I am doing great. I am pumped for this new this new episode of Independent Waters. I'm very excited to see what you've brought to the table, and I'm very excited to show you what I brought. Got a good lineup today. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Uh, We got some pretty sick matches uh, going into this one. And if you're new to this show, remember, uh, it's me and Zach, and we review independent wrestling matches. No WWE, no AEW, and no uh, New Japan. New Japan? Yeah, we we go back and forth, and we present each other independent wrestling matches, and we give them our review on a scale of uh, miss out, met, or mark out. Uh, Mark out being the best, obviously. Miss out being the worst, and met being fine. (laughs) So... (laughs) I believe since I, I mean, you want to get right into it. Yeah, you got, sure, any, you got cool. any any news to share for for the for the people of the pod? Nothing too, nothing like really of of note, other than the fact that I've really tried to spread my wings with uh, this show. Now I'm trying to search out new wrestling promotions, some of which this week I've never heard of up until when I watched the match. So uh, I'm excited to see what else I can bring to the table. Anything for you? Yeah, I mean, I also I also dipped my dipped my toes into a, a brand new promotion I've never heard of before, um, and I'm very excited to to share that with everybody a little later in the show. Nice. All right. Um. Well, I guess let's get right into it then. Uh, since you started off last week, Zach, I will kick us off this week. Let's get it. And I think the first match I'm going to be presenting is from Black Label Pro's event called Slamilton Two. Uh, it is. It was a big event that happened uh, a little while ago. I'm not exactly sure dates, but uh, 
the match I picked this week is Kylie Ray versus Billy Starks. Now I Ooh. love Kylie Ray, so this was no surprise that it was gonna happen eventually. <laughs> so I was very excited to get into this match. However, oh, I will say this match was kind of a bummer. Like it was, it was all right. It was decent. There was like a really long spot where um, Billy Starks like bit Kylie Ray's finger while Kylie had a submission in, mm-hmm. and then Kylie bites Billy's finger to pay as payback, and then the ref tries to stop them, and they both bite the ref's finger. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny, but like I don't know. I feel like it went on a little too long for me, and uh, it changes because. Kylie Ray is the one who ends up biting the ref's finger longer, and Billy Starks has to pull her off of the referee. Oh my god! <laughs> Which is wild because for someone named Smiley Kylie, Kylie Ray was actually playing more of the heel in this match. She did like the the ha- she did a lot of the hair pulling. She did foot chokes. It was like a lot of heel stuff coming from Kylie, which was kind of wild because she's you know usually Smiley Kylie. Yeah, wow, that is that's surreal to hear. It's like it's it's a cool dynamic for sure, but. The thing that gets me about this match is that it's as soon as it starts picking up and the pace starts going like quicker and they start actually like getting into a good fight, Kylie Ray hits a super kick and the match is over. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's like it's like finally getting to the point of like, all right, all right, let's get into it, let's get to the good stuff, and then Kylie Ray hits one super kick, gets the one, two, three, and the match is done. And it's like, but I was just, (sighs) but I wanted. But it was just getting good. Yeah. Exactly. I think that was that was the reason uh, I didn't like this match as much, because as soon as I was ready for more and ready for these two to start kicking the crap out of each other, it just stopped. Dang. Uh, it was it was a huge bummer. Uh, so, unfortunately, uh, I think I give this match a miss out. Uh, Dang, that's our first one. Yeah, it's it's a bummer. Like, I, I don't – like, I hate doing it, but, like, if you don't watch this match, you're not really missing out on much because, like I said, once it finally starts getting exciting, it just cuts off. Hmm. Like, like it, it gets you all hyped for a good match, and then it's just like, ah, took it right away from you. <laughs> Pulled the rug right out from under your feet. But, like, it sucks because I know this match could have been good because you know it was – it looked like it was going to get there. Mm-hmm. And you know both of these – both of these superstars are good. I just wish – they didn't end it so suddenly. I feel that. No one likes to be blue balls in the in the middle of a match. Exactly, exactly. Nobody likes that. Uh, so that was that was a bummer. I give this match a miss out. Uh, Zach, what's your first match this week? Well, going off of last week, after we watched Car Noir versus Pack, I wanted to dip my toe into more of Riptide Wrestling because the camera work on it hooked me. If you haven't see- heard that, Perfect. listen to last week's episode. You'll hear us both gush about that match. Oh yeah. So I decided to look around a bit, and it's funny. The context of the story is that I was looking for a match up last week before it, but I couldn't really find anything, and I saw someone named Mike Bailey. So I looked him up online because I wanted to see what he did, and I his first thing on his Twitter page, you can see, is him doing his finisher, which is called the Ultimate Weapon, which is a shooting star press into a, like, where he takes both his knees and he just jams them onto his opponent's back. So like I was like, like a, like a meteora almost. Yeah, like basically. So I was like, all right, yeah. I want to match with this guy. And then I found the Holy Grail. It's him versus Walter at Riptide Wrestling for their event called International Waters. Oh, that match. Oh, Batista, God. I will say, I have watched this match before. Oh, man. This match, you, I'm going to let you gush about it because I've oh. already done my gushing about it. 
So the match starts, and they're both already in the ring. There is the entrances, which I was a little sad about because I loved the entrances of last week's. They're sizing each other up, and Mike's like doing his. He's being quick. He's kicking Walter around. I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is fine. I'm like, this is David versus Goliath, classic. Walter's kind of manhandling him for a good portion of the beginning of this match. Like he like throws him out of the ring at one point, I think. And I'm like, all right. I'm not really sure what the deal with Mike Bailey is, but I'm good with it. Then Mike Bailey hits a kick, and if you know Walter's chops, which are like handgun shots, Mike Bailey's kicks are like shotgun hits to the chest. Like they had. Wait to them. Oh, did you? Mike, you know Mike Bailey just wrestles with kick pads and no boots underneath. He just wrestles with uh, bare feet and kick pads. I actually noticed that at the end of the match when he was pulling up his uh, his his tights. I saw that. He I thought that was crazy. I was, I was like, like, I was like, wow. you're wearing kick pads but no boots. That's cool. The best way I described this match that I wrote down was it was like I was watching a Fight Club. There were oh, literally yeah. two spotlights in the center of the ring. Everything else was dark as hell, and they were just beating the crap out of each other, man. Yeah, this like, match was nutty. There was, like, if you want wrestling, like, grappling in your wrestling match, this match won't get you as much because they, for a majority of this match, are just punching, chopping, and kicking each other. Just, they're just beating each other, and I was here for it. Like, this match is basically a matchup of Ken Walter's upper body and his punches take out Mike Bailey's speed and his uh, quick kicks, or will Mike Bailey prevail? Like, there's a point in the match where it really opens up when, uh, I think Mike Bailey kicks Walter's left leg, and he actually falls out. And I was like, oh, wow, Mike. Oh, we got to the opening. And it's because, like, keep in mind, up until this point in the match, Walter has just been, I can't clap next to the microphone, but he has just been just just chopping the crap out of Mike's chest. And every hit, I'm just like, ah, oh, Mike. Yeah, and if you, if, you haven't, if you haven't heard Walter, if you haven't heard uh, Walter's chops uh at all like in your lifetime if in you're a wrestling fan just it sounds like it sounds like a frying pan it sounds like somebody just getting railed with a frying pan it's pretty so much. loud if you look up online walter chop compilation you will find him chopping people and it, the sound it makes is just oh, it's, it's sickening man the best it, way i can describe oh, it is like those russian like those... slapping contests where like when they smack each other it's like an impact where it's just like oh god I feel like they break out. it. It feels it's it feels like they break the sound barrier. Pretty like. much, yeah. So to get into this before uh, a little bit was um, they're eventually like after like um, I was saying on Mike Bailey gets some offense in this match. Like he knocks Walter down. He then starts showing off his athleticism, which is crazy. He does like a standing corkscrew like flip onto Walter. Walter yeah, then rolls. Like, he yeah, he's nutty. He I don't think runs up, jumps to the top turnbuckle just immediately, and then just backflips onto Walter. And I was just like, this guy's insane. Mm-hmm. Like. And I have one little thing I thought was just funny was that they both went into the crowd. And, like, there's no lights on them, so you can't hear anything. But then all, all you just hear is just Mike kicking Walter. And I'm like, I don't even have to see what's happening. I just know that he did that, that hurt. <laughs> you just hear, like, pretty much, yeah. And I was just like, ow. <laughs> so Walter actually crawls back into the ring, which is a good, like, a good contrast. Because at the beginning of the match, Mike had to crawl back into the ring. So now Walter's crawling back. The ending sequence of this match is just the two of them standing up and then just hitting each other. And, like, you can literally see, like, you know how, like, when you're standing in, like, you know, and, like, you see, like, a light kind of shines down. You see the dust in the air. Mm-hmm. Every hit, you just saw, like, the impact and them fly off. And I was just, like, it was like just the a mist meaty... of the sweat. Yeah, they, they, you could just see it. The ending, basically, so, I'll, I'll skip it to the ending because I've gushed enough. Like, it's, like, I can't describe, I can't do the kicks and punches justice. But Mike, at one point, if I recall correctly, 
chops Walter, and the crowd and him all, like, everyone goes silent for a second, and you get, like, this face of, like, Mike going, like, oh, no, what did I do? And everyone's like, you, you effed up. You effed up. And you Walter just up. palms him. Oof. I think then Mike gets some offense, and he does ultimate weapon, and I was like, oh, wow. Walter kicked out of it, and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, what the heck? Mike then goes for it again, except Walter gets up and chops him out of the air. <laughs> He died. He then lariats him. Mike kicks out. Walter picks him up. Like, by, like, you know, like, Seamus does, like, the beats to the bow, like, the drum. He does that. He beats him in the chest repeatedly and then puts him in a sleeper, and Mike instantly taps out. And, like, in any other match, I'm like, oh, that was a bit sudden. But the context of this match, them just being beating each other up, was just, I was like, that was perfect. Like, they ended. Walter looked exhausted. He could barely walk. Mike looked like he's had the wind knocked out of each other, which... I'm note. pretty sure if you're taking chops from Walter like oh, that, yeah. your lungs probably collapsed. If they weren't point. selling, like, if they were just selling or if they were actually doing it, like, they actually were hurting, like, they sold each other's offense like death. Like, Walter, Ugh. when he got kicked, was like, a, oh, God, that was, that was painful. Now, let me <laughs> Oh, God, you. that hurt. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, I can't breathe. Let me hurt your chest now. Bam. Uh, yeah, dude. But, I, I remember I watched this match a, like, a while ago. I, I think I cried, like, at one point. Like, I think I was crying because I was, like, so emotionally invested in the match because it just hooked me, like, immediately. And, it, like, I think I think I just got so hype I ended up, like, crying, and it was amazing. I love this match. This match gets a mark out for me. You should watch this match. The two of them are ridiculously talented. The crowd, as per usual with the UK crowd, is super into it. And that crowd's actually 50-50, so it's, like, a legit, like, a fight feel to it. I love this match. Watch this match. It's great. Yeah, if you can find it, definitely watch it. It's uh, Speedball Mike Bailey versus Walter in Riptide Wrestling. International Waters event for Riptide Wrestling. It's free on YouTube when I found it. Oh, fantastic. There you go. Free on YouTube. Go, go to Riptide's YouTube channel. Yes, exactly. It doesn't have many views, but it is 100% worth the watch. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Well, after I've gushed about two dudes beating each other, let's let's go on to what your next match is. So my next match is from a GCW event uh, from last year, 2019. It is from the Collective, from an event called GCW Presents Orange Cassidy is doing something or whatever. Who knows? (laughs) I love it already. (laughs) Uh, And this match is between Ultra Mantis Black and Nick Gage. And it is a Yuletide death match. It is a Christmas themed death match taking place in April. Wow. Wait, <laughs> April. <laughs> <laughs> Since it was part of the collective last year, it was around WrestleMania weekend, so it happened April 6th. I and it was it. a Christmas themed death match. God. God including bless. including weapons like a board with uh, glass Christmas ornaments on it. Oh. Uh, also including a Christmas tree wrapped in lights and also barbed wire. Of course, of course. It was fantastic. And Ultramantis Black actually has uh, two full sleeves on his arms with tattoos that are Christmas themed. That's amazing. <laughs> so he, he, I think he made this match. I'm not really sure the whole backstory behind it, but it, it, it seems like he made this match. Because, uh, Ultramantis Black loves Christmas. But that that being aside, it was still a death match. Uh, lots of barbed wire spots, which always oh, make me shudder, man. 
especially <coughs> like barbed wire, barbed wire like sticks crazy. into someone and doesn't go out of it. Like that's where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, that was rough. Uh, at one point, uh, of course, the tax come out. Uh, they're, but they're they're, they're Christmas themed tax. They're red and gold. <laughs> they're red and gold Christmas colored tax. Uh, that actually that are actually stored in a uh, uh, a little Christmas Dunkin' Donuts box. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's like it's like the Christmas themed Munchkins box, and it's just full of red and, red and yellow tax, and they're just dumped everywhere. <laughs> it's so fitting. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Like this whole thing. Cause like you're like oh it's a death match and you're like oh that's a that's a Christmas tree you're hitting each other with huh <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's a spot I think where Nick Gage does like a a second rope like splash onto onto um uh Ultraman is black and he and Ultraman is black has the Christmas tree on top of him like oh. <laughs> There's a spot where it's just it. There's just also a board with just barbed wire on it, not Christmas themed <laughs> at all, but just like a regular barbed wire board in the corner. Of course, of course. And Gage drop kicks Black into it. Uh, oh. There's points where Black like like it. it this match gets ridiculous. Uh, it's not. It's not as like crazy as a lot of other death matches I've seen. It's more of a chill. It's definitely more chill. There's not a lot of blood. It's just like. It's just like a lot of spots that look bad. It's like the barbed wire spots, the mm-hmm. tax spots. Like, they, like there's it, it's some there's some chair spots. Like it's not that bad. Yeah, I got you. Compared to other death matches I've seen, <laughs> um, it's not too bad compared to those other matches where guys beat each other with light tubes. I've watched a cage of death match, dude. Those are nutty. I've got to have to watch one one of these days. Oh my god, the, the CZW cage of death. We do not promote CZW, by the way. They fucking suck. Oh my anyway. god. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, wow. The, the, owner, the owner of CZW is a dickhead. Oh. So I refuse to promote their, their, their shit. Unfortunately. But I, I did used to watch Cage of Death matches sometimes, and those, are, those, those get fucking nutty. And I'm, I'm not promoting CZW, but I'm promoting, promoting the performers in the Cage of Death. Because right, they, right. Whew, hats off to you for what you're willing to do to your bodies. Um, this, match was, this match was good, though. I had a lot of fun. It was definitely fun. Like, it was a death match, but it was fun. It was like a lighthearted death match, which is weird, but it worked. <laughs> Um, Nick Gage and Ultramantis put on a great show. There, uh, there's like a, a show of respect between them at the end, uh, because after the match where Nick Gage wins, by the way, hmm. um, and Nick Gage wins, and afterwards MJF comes to the ring and attacks Nick Gage with a chair. Oh wow! Because of something that happened earlier in the earlier in the night during a uh, a five on five dodgeball match that also happened at. at uh, <laughs> Which also happened at GCW Presents Orange Cassidy's doing something or whatever. Who knows? It was like, I, I don't know. There was like some weird thing. I, I didn't really listen to what MJF was saying because it's just like, ah, it's MJF. He's going to say some stupid shit and try to get heat. Uh, and then Cassidy comes to the ring, uh, rolls in, walks up behind MJF. MJF turns around and he goes, you idiot. You don't even know how to do a sneak attack, right? You know you're supposed to do something. Uh, and then and then as MJF is berating Cassidy, Cassidy spits orange juice in his eyes. That's awesome. Uh, and then it, it like gets MJF and then Nick Gage comes back in and it, it gives him like a he hits him with a one of he hits him with his finisher and then Ultimate Black hits MJF with his finisher and MJF rolls out of the ring. Uh, they also hit him on hit they also kinda like get him on the tax a little bit, which is interesting because MJF Ooh. takes like a little bit of a spike bump, which is cool. But then at the end, Orange Cassidy hands Gage and Ultramantis Black sunglasses. They Aww. all don their sunglasses and give the old thumbs up to end the show. 
Oh, it's a nice heartwarming feel. Yeah, so it was it was fun. It was just like a fun, lighthearted match, but it was also a death match with barbed wire spots and pack spots. Exactly. <laughs> and Christmas trees wrapped in barbed wire. It was a Christmas themed death match in the middle of April. Like Christmas in April. Wrestling, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh but overall, overall, it was a good like I said, it was a good match and I had fun, but I still gave this match a meh. It was like fine. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um I like it was. I'm gonna say it was high on the mess scale, like in there. Like it wasn't. It wasn't exactly mark out, but it wasn't. Like I still enjoyed watching it. and I still had a fun time. Gotcha. I still do recommend you to go check this match out if you can. Mm. Uh, it's on IWTV. If you have a subscription there, uh, you can you can see this match because the the entirety of the entirety of GCW presents Orange Cassidy is doing something or whatever. Who knows? Is on uh, IWTV. Uh, the whole vod is there. So. Uh, if you go to independentwrestling.tv and have a membership, you can go see that match. Uh, if not, I recommend getting one because it's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, this match is fun. It was fine. Uh, not It didn't blow me away, but I did enjoy it. So that's my match. Ah. That's my second match today. Ah. Well, going from that, we'll go to my match then. So going to this next match, I wanted to pick something that was slightly different because in case you haven't told them this, if you, in case you can't tell after the last episode, if you have watched it, I really like when guys just beat each other up, like oh, really yeah. hard Fights are always stuff. just fun. It is like one of my favorite things. So I was like, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'm going to go for pick something more comedy related because I don't usually pick comedy wrestling, but I want to at least try it. So I looked around and like the obvious thing would be to pick, to be pick Orange Cassidy because Orange Cassidy, a- Jim Jervis, yeah, because, blah, 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 blah. because AW. So I was like, all right, I'm like, not going to pick Orange Cassidy. And I said, decided, funny you mentioned him, Gentleman Jervis. Cause I was like, I'm like, I want to see him. My dude. <laughs> I saw a match before where Mikey showed me where it was like five minutes long and it was ridiculous, but I loved it. So I was like, "All right, I'm like, let's find a match that he's like I haven't seen him in." So I ended up picking yeah, for those for those who don't know, I'm a huge Jervis Mark. I love him. I think he's so funny, and I think his wrestling style is so good. I think he could turn it on when he needs to, but he's also just hilarious. <laughs> so what I decided to pick for was Gentleman Jervis versus the Question Mark from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Have I seen that one? I don't believe I have. That match is fairly recent, if I recall correctly. Hold on, I'll bring it right here because I have the link right in front of me because it's free on YouTube. It just came out. No, it came out literally June 22nd of this year. Yeah, I don't think I've watched that one. So Interesting. Talk about it. I started this match out with Gentleman Jervis coming in. The announcer said he weighed 3,000 butterflies, which I thought was just an oh, yeah. amazing <laughs> touch for his character. He didn't have his theme music of Mr. Brightside, which made me a bit sad. Oh, bummer. I was like, oh, I was looking forward to that. Probably copyright issues. I will say. Yeah, usually usually Jervis comes out to Mr. Brightside. Yeah. I will say, right off the bat, I love Jervis's energy. He came out. He was playing to the crowd. He was just this bundle of positive energy. He had his hat. It was just, I loved his gear, too, by the way. He has, like, this, like. Old-fashioned, oh, yeah, like the fuzzy, the, the fuzzy on his chest. It's kind of like a strong man from a circus, like an old-fashioned circus. And I was like, "Oh, that's clever." So then, question his, name is Jerv- his his full name is Jervis Cottonbelly. So he has the oh Cottonbelly. I didn't even re- yeah. So he has the he has the fuzzy stomach. Didn't even realize that he came in with some kid name. I think it was like Kid Isaac. I don't know who he was. No idea. So then it was the question mark. Who I first saw this guy in NWA. The best way I can describe it. I've definitely heard of the question mark. He's a guy, a bearded guy in a mask with a giant question mark on his head. It's like a black mask. He wears like a leotard and he uses, I you think know, it was. that's fitting. Mongrovian karate is how he pronounces it. <laughs> what? Yes, he, uh, he does karate, but he calls it karate. 
incredible. Like SpongeBob. Exactly. <laughs> Karate. So basically, I came into this match looking for Jervis, but I was like, you know what? I'm like, I doubt for question mark. I'm like, because I wasn't sure if it was the same guy. And they're like, he's from, he's, he did well in NWA. So I was like, okay. I'm like, all right, same guy. Match starts with Jervis trying to hug him, which he gets rejected several times. So then he bows to him. Sounds about right. And the guy actually bows back to Jervis, and there's like a section where the two of them are just bowing to each other. And I was like, oh, that's, that was nice for him to, like, you know, play into question marks karate theme. Mm. Unfortunately, though, this is kind of where I have to get a bit negative. The oh. wrestling for this match was not very good, in my opinion. Oh, bummer. A lot of the action was just kind of super floaty and didn't really connect. Jervis sold question marks moves quite well. But, like, I just don't know. Like, it was just, it didn't do it for me at all. And there wasn't a ton of wrestling. I will say, though, there was one fun spot where... Jervis is holding question mark, right? Mm-hmm. Question mark, like, puts his hands in, like, a... It's like a... He, it's like, you know, um, War Horse's, like, metal thing? It's the, like that, yeah. except he, like, puts the horns up without the thumb, and he he pokes... I believe he poked Jervis in the chest. Jervis goes back to the corner, and he's like, oh, what happened? And suddenly he goes, oh, no. And then he just falls over. And I then learned <laughs> from the announcers that this was the question mark's touch of death. Incredible. So Jervis sold this really well. He also sold um his Mongrovian like the. I can like spike. I can like hear I can just like hear Jervis like getting hit in the chest and just being confused and being like, oh no. That was literally it. Like I will say, like... by the way, throughout the rest of the match, like he was like, all right, come on, let's have a good show. Like he was like having like bantering with him. He was playing into the crowd, even though the crowd was very obviously on the question mark side. He was playing into the crowd. I'll say this, the finish of the match was kind of like, they started to pick it up a bit, and then he just kind of did, like, you know how Umaga did, like, the spike with his thumb? Yeah, the, the Samoan spike. You know how yeah. I said he did the touch with the two fingers? He basically did that to Jarvis, Jarvis's throat twice, and they called it the Mongrovian spike. And Yikes. he pinned him, that was the match. I think he almost beat up Kid Isaac, but I didn't care for it at Kid Isaac, so it was fine. <laughs> uh, the match ended, and I was like, oh, this is just a squash match against Jarvis. And I was like, alright, that's fine, but like, in the end... I have to give it miss it because in the end, this match, there was nothing special about this match. If anything, you'll be like me where you watch this match and I would be like, I want to see Jervis go like really go. Cause I've seen clips of him going and I want to see him going yeah. against an opponent. That's just, I don't want to say better, but like gels better with him. So what I've noticed is that comedy wrestling is a lot harder when you try to mix comedy wrestling with just wrestling. Mm hmm. You either go – I think I think there's a line that you either go fully into the comedy spectrum or you go fully into the wrestling spectrum, and it's hard to play that line in between. Gotcha. Like, for sure. Um, like, a lot of the matches where Jervis is, like, full comedy is really good. Mm-hmm. But, like, like I've, I have seen a couple of those matches where it's, like, weirdly in between, and it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. So – I will say this, and this is this is not a spoiler. This is me straight up saying it. I will be watching another gentleman Jervis match. Hopefully, this time, next time, will be with a opponent that does bet that they gel better with in the ring. But I, I recommend, say, I recommend if you're going to watch a gentleman Jervis match, a very very good one to me that I always love watching is gentleman Jervis versus Orange Cassidy. I've heard about this match <laughs> at from you. at Wrestle Circus. I have to probably, I have to watch uh, this that match. Point. That match is very. That match is if you want full comedy, that match is full comedy like that match just gets there it's so good i'll have to watch it then i i i love it like i love watching it i want every time i watch it i laugh because it's just like so goofy it's the best (laughs) comedy wrestling hits and it's hilarious it's the best time yeah orange cassie has made me really appreciate comedy wrestling more i'm not gonna lie 
Like, it's just, he's just so funny. And, mm-hmm. so yeah, General Jervis, ball of energy. Fortunately, the match was not much to write home about. Uh, yeah, that's a bummer to hear, because I know he's had some bangers, but it's it sucks to hear that, uh, I mean, like, not every wrestler can bat a thousand, right? Exactly. Like, everyone's going to have their bad matches. Oh, man. But, you know, hey, there's always next time. Yeah, well, well, I think that means we have both presented our individual matches, and now, Zach, it is time to gush together about a match we both watched uh, that you suggested. We have Hyen versus Roxy from Reality of Wrestling Which, for the Diamond Division Championship. Yes, and if I recall correctly, Reality of Wrestling is actually Booker T's indie wrestling company. Really? I was unaware of that. This yes. is the first time I've ever heard of Reality of Wrestling. Same here. Because when I picked this match, the little, the context I'll give here is that I was kind of like, all right. I was like, I want to find a women's indie match because I haven't done any win- women's indie wrestling. And I looked it up, and apparently the Texas scene has been really good. And High End came up a lot, so I looked up High End, and I kept getting her in Roxy. So I was like, all right, I'll pick one of the matches, and this is the one that I ended up picking. Yeah, so the story coming into this match is that High End's like the – the, the champion, right? The dominant, cha- dominant experienced champion yes. who's a heel, who, like, uses anything to win. And Roxy is, like, the the young, determined underdog, ready to try to take that title away. Yes, they... Uh, think... Yeah, I think Roxy, they said, like, just turned 18. Yes, and so, if like, I recall correctly... He's, it's... like, super, super young. Yes, it's and they crazy. said High End was only the second champion to hold this belt, with the other one being Kylie Ray, if I recall correctly, who she dethroned for it, I think? <sighs> Makes sense. Kylie Ray is a... Uh... It is big in the women's wrestling scene. She has been championed basically everywhere. Actually, last night she, uh, as of the recording today on Sunday, last night uh, at a Warrior Wrestling event, she just won the uh, women, the Warrior Women's Title. I gotta watch one of her matches these days. Uh, in the like the Stadium Series, she mm. just won a match against. Te- she won her match against Tessa Blanchard. Nice. Uh, spoiler alert. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Uh... I will give props to the announcers for this match just right off the bat before we really get into it because they gave me so much context and I was like, thank you. Thank you for giving me context and why the crowd was yeah, so hot I, for that, Roxy. That, that definitely was helpful. I, I, I praise I, I do give praise to the announcers for giving me a little bit of back backstory of both of these people just so like because I didn't know either of them coming into this like at all. Mm-hmm. So it definitely helped for the announcers to, to put them over before the match started. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, I guess I'll start it. The match starts off with the two of them kind of just exchanging, like, you know, holds and such. And it's kind of really back and forth. Like, a lot of this match is, like, what I really I kind of liked was um, is that it really gave you the feeling the two were on an equal playing field. Like, you could tell, like, Roxy was up to high end's level and high end didn't want to admit it yet. Mm-hmm. And, like, the two of them are just going back and forth. Like, there's a point where the two of them are grappled with each other and they roll out of the ring go all the way to the announcer's desk, and then when they finally break hold, the hold on each other, the ref is at nine, and they both look at the Yeah, and they're both the like, ring. uh-oh. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> There's, like, that little moment where they both look at each other, and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and they both yeah, just exactly. run to the ring. <laughs> I loved it, so I was like, oh, I'm like, that's a clever way of showing how the two of them are kind of, like, on each other's level. Yeah, this this match, it was, like, really... Like like high like you said, Hyann played a good heel in the fact that she didn't want to it like admit that like oh shit, Roxy might actually be like on my level right now. Like you know, mm-hmm. um, I think she played that up very well. Uh, this match was also like just really smooth, like yes. in terms of like wrestling, like like they tra- they transition from spot to spot really really well, mm-hmm. and just every move the way it transitioned into more, mo- it just felt like a really smooth match, and yes. I really liked it a lot. My own, 
one of my issues i will say is that the punches weren't the best sometimes i will give it that but like yeah they were smooth i mean i can forgive that exactly like it's like it's not too big of a deal i feel it's just something to mention there were some botches here and there, but they, I do appreciate that even though there were some, like, kind of, like, miscommunications, they didn't let it bother them, and they kind of kept going. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I have to say, I had to gush. I loved High-End's character work here. Like, Me I too. Just, she, she, did, she, did, she did wonderful. I loved it. I loved her getting, like... Because a little background is High-End was apparently known as the Renaissance woman. She's, like, supposed to be, like... like the, the new age of... Yeah, the new age. Like, the reality pinnacle. Reality wrestling, yeah. And kind of, like... Like, she starts the match with, like, kind of, like, this, like, very, like postured like like kind of like i don't know what i would say but like she's like very much holding herself up but like towards the match is end you see like the f- cracks in her mask start to form she starts getting like really irritated and i was like yeah, yeah there's this there's this one i i, I guess i'll talk about it later because i don't want to spoil anything right now but uh, there's this one really good shot at the end that i want to talk about all um, right but during this match there was like uh she hit her finisher which mm-hmm. everyone was like oh that's it it's over yeah i and remember I, that i thought that too i was i was yeah, it worked was... me hard like i was i was like i was like oh she 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 did her showing she put on her moves and she hits, hits the finisher it's over one two three and then high end kicks out or no roxy kicks out and i was like what i had the same thing i was like oh you, like i guess when it's she over. kicked when she kicked out honestly i got chills like i got goosebumps i was like whoa really oh wow i was like I was like the like she kicked out the crowd the crowd went nuts and I was like ooh okay now we're getting good let's go I'm in mm-hmm. and then she hits her again with the beauty sleeve off the top rope yeah and when she when she picks it like when she goes to hook the legs she hooks them uh, when when high end goes to hook Roxy's legs after this top rope beauty sleeve which is uh high end's finishing move uh she curls up the legs a little too much as to where Roxy's feet hit the ropes and mm-hmm. she gets a rope break which was I've never seen a rope break like that done like that before. I thought that was really cool. I like that. I, I was like, like I said, we were like we were saying before, it played into the frustration. where like she let her anger for her. She kicked Dare, kicked out of her finisher, and hooked her always like there's no way you're kicking out of this. And she caused her, she cost herself the pin there. Exactly, like like her own frustration. Or you like you said those cracks, right? Like those cracks were starting to show where she like was starting to make mistakes here and there. Like she hooked her legs just a little too far, so she hit the ropes instead of getting that pinfall. You know. Like it was those cracks that started showing throughout mm-hmm. the match that really that really started selling it for me. Exactly. Uh, do you want to go into the? Uh, I will say, the finish of this match kind of came a little bit out of nowhere in my opinion, which made me a little sad. I agree. It was it was a little bit out of nowhere. Uh, I like. Uh, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was a little weird, but like, I'm I'm into it. I was I was like I didn't hate it, but like I guess I'll explain I'll explain it. Basically, she hits her with the top rope beauty sleep. She roll like Roxy rolls out of the ring. High ends like all pissed off. She rolls Roxy into the ring, and then Roxy just kind of quickly grabs her and did what I didn't realize was her finisher. The crowd exploded, and she pinned her. And I was yeah. like, "Oh, I was like that was her finisher." I was like, "Dang!" I was like, "All yeah, right." She, it was it was that that like uh, DDT, right? Yes, it was the it was like um, it was kind of like a mixture of like like a like, face buster DDT. Yeah, face almost, buster yeah. DDT. That's a good way of describing it. Yeah. And uh, I will say uh, here, it was cool. I have to give props to the crowd. The crowd really helped me with this match because, like, oh, they were in it. Yeah, they were in, dude. Like, I was like, they this were sold. is for me. This really like pivoted because, like, I won't lie, I wasn't as much into the match as you are. But the crowd, I was like, all right, the crowd's keeping me in this match though. I was like, the crowd kept my attention on this match because I was like, because they were really behind Roxy and they were really against High End, and I was like, it just shows how how much a crowd can really elevate a match for you yeah for sure um i really like this match a lot uh i was not expecting roxy to take the victory here which was that that really 
surprise me. I thought um, High End was definitely going to retain her title, but when Roxy won, I, I popped. I'll say it. <laughs> I popped. Zach, if we're talking about a rating for this match, what are you thinking? For me, I... I was t- I'm torn. I was still torn on this last night. I'm torn right now because there are parts of this match where I was like, "It's fine," and there are parts of this match where, like you said, I was like, "That was really like that was some that was good." I really liked that. Like I'm torn between a meh, but like I don't know if I call it a mark out because I've seen I've seen better women's wrestling in other promotions. For, for me, match- for me, I'm high definitely sold on mark out for me. Really, the way the way I got goosebumps when Roxy kicked out, and the way High End was telling the story of like the Renaissance woman who started to crumble under the pressure mm-hmm. of not being able to finish off Roxy was done very very well. I agree with and that, and I really liked it, and I was I was in like like these these two women definitely just hooked me on this match, and it, for me, it's a mark out for sure. I'll give it, yeah. I, I can totally see that. Like, like as we're talking right now, I'm kind of, like, just going through the match again a bit. And, like, yeah. Because I watched this later l- last night. They're, they're smooth as heck, man. Like, they're... It's smooth as butter, right? Yeah, like, I'm, like, insane. rewatching it. And I was like, man, I must have not been. Because, like, there were some... There were these spots here that I'm just like, wow, that's just... They're just doing really... You know what? I'll give it a mark out. Yeah, just, you let's sold go. Me on we got a, we got a mark, mark out, out on this match. I'll give it... it it's good. Like, they're really smooth. And, like, the two of them do a really good job. Yeah, uh, this match is uh, free on YouTube if you want to go watch it. High End versus Roxy, Reality of Wrestling. Definitely go check it out. Awesome match. These two women put on an si- awesome show. Uh, and it's a title match, so it just, like, gives that extra hype, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely go check it out when you can. It's super, super good. Well, with that down there, I guess we should introduce the new segment that we're adding this week. Yeah, so this week, everybody, we are adding a brand new segment. We're calling it... The Double Down, where we are going to shoot back to last week, where I will be watching one of Zach's matches that he had last week, and Zach will be watching one of my matches that I reviewed last week, and we're going to be giving our own quick review on it. Since, since me and Zach just talked about the last match, Zach, who do you think should go first in this one? Uh, I'm fine going first for this one. All right, uh, so Zach, I believe the match I gave you to watch was Warhorse versus Ophidian from Flying V, hardest part of the ring, correct? Yes, it was. How was that match? I was very entertained by this match. Like, this match basically embodies for me when you take everyone, when you take the corniness of wrestling and everyone, the announcers and the wrestlers and the crowd involved, just embrace it. And then you add in the wrestling aspect of it. And then in the end, you get this great result of just everyone having a great time. Mm Mm-hmm. I it's love, that suspension of yeah. disbelief for me that really gets it, where it's like exactly. it's like it's like that 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 hypnotizing spot where Ophidian's like doing like the snake mm-hmm. charm to Warhorse. I love, it's like love that. It's like sometimes if you just let yourself believe this is actually happening, it makes wrestling so much more fun. I mean, that's that's, the, that's so the fun of fun. wrestling. Exactly. There are some spots where like the announcers are playing up, like they're acting like Warhorse is an actual horse. Like they're like, you can only butcher a horse. You can't butcher a horse legally in the state of um, in, the, in the United States. But one of my favorite, on one of my favorite lines was "War Horse isn't ready. War Horse isn't ready to go to the glue factory just yet." Was yeah. one of my favorite lines from the commentators. I loved it. I loved like the you were talking about how they were selling the face paint. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's I'm like that's good. I'm like I like that. I also loved just a side note. I loved the banter between the two of them. Like I love the whole match. The two of them were just like just talking shit to each other mm-hmm. and i was like that's good i'm like i like that spots were smooth ophidian was ridiculously smooth I, like I, butter I, man unbelievable right you were not kidding like he literally was like slithering around like just like there were some holes he put worse in where i was like oh my god that is 
wow, that's a lot of that's just to be able to do that so smoothly. I'm like, that's practice. Yeah, it's unreal. It's good. He's 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 just good. It was a it was a great match. Like I had I basically the best way to describe it. I was grinning from ear to ear the entire match. Like I was just having fun the the rest of the match. Mm-hmm. So last week I believe I gave that match a mark out. Uh, Zach, you want to give a quick rating on it? I would. I would probably give it a middle between meh and mark out for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one I would put it at though, like because like, I, well, I don't want to give it a meh because I had so much fun with this match. But when I think of for me, for when I think of Walter versus Speedball Mike Bailey, I I pop so hard for match. that match that I'm like I want to give this a mark out, but like it, do, it didn't reach the heights for me. But like so I'm gonna give it a meh, but make no mistake, this match is fun. It's great. The wrestling is fantastic. The selling from both guys is awesome. The crowd make it good, make it better. If you're a Warhorse fan, and this is only my second Warhorse match, you will have a great time because he most certainly does rule ass, and the <laughs> two, the two of them ruled that match. Yeah, uh, that match was great. I I loved it. Now, That's why I told you to watch it. I liked it. It was a it was a very fun time. Now, if I recall correctly, I then gave you. <laughs> Pentagram Junior, Pentagram Junior versus Vampiro. Yeah, uh, Pentagon Junior versus Vampiro from uh, Lucha Underground, the the season one finale. Uh, Lucha, what was it? Lucha Ultima or something like that. Ultima, Ultima Lucha, oh, yeah. Ultima Lucha, yeah. Uh, this was a, a Sierra Miero match, which was basically just a death match uh, between Vampiro and Pentagon, and these two kicked the absolute shit out of each other, dude. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, they were both oh. they were both bloody messes by the end. Uh, and even though you said what happened after the match, the, that moment of Vampiro like revealing to your Pentagon that he's like, "I was your master all along," was so good. The crowd sold it so well when Vampiro was just oh, like, Vampiro was just like, as your teacher, the crowd was just like, "What?" <laughs> Dude, the announcers were like, "What the heck?" The crowd was like, "What do you both mean?" Bones. <laughs> For this, <laughs> the the one I, I will say there is one thing I didn't like though, and oh, that's when tell. uh the there was one point where Pentagon was absolutely beating up on Vampiro's neck with like a chair, Ooh, and, and I remember Rick Knox that. slid up and put the X up. I don't think the I think the X shouldn't be used as a work. Agree. I, I I don't think that like I think the X should be only used in emergency situations and you shouldn't scare people like that because the X has never really been used in a work before so if you put up the X people are gonna really think something's wrong and that's not okay to do to people. It's yeah it's it's um, worrying. I get, and, like, I get why something... they did it because they want to take him out on yeah. the stretcher and have this big moment of Vampiro coming off the stretcher and beating up the paramedics and being like no I'm fighting in this match because I'm a badass and I don't care if my neck is injured whatever like I get it I got what you're trying to go for but you don't need to throw off the X for that like you don't need to and it's like it just says like the bad thing it like it's in the grounds of the possibility like what if someone's actually hurt and like the X goes I mean yeah we just had I mean there was just a big recent scare with that right in AEW oh god during All Out where Aubrey threw up the X for real and it scared the shit out of everybody, but then the match kept going. And everyone was like, and it completely took the wind out of the rest of the show because everyone was worried, is Matt Hardy actually hurt or not? Was it a work? Was it not? It, 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 exactly. It just, it just took this, like, don't use the X as a work. It's exactly. uh, it's shitty, I think. Um, it's, you don't need yeah, it. Yeah, you don't need it. Just, if you're trying to do a paramedic spot like that, just bring the paramedics out. That's like, just bring them yeah. out. It's fine. It's, it, it, it's it, fine. It, you're going to get the same... The same effect. I just don't use the X unless it's unless you absolutely have to. 
But exactly. But other than that, like barring that, the match was really good. Uh, these two kicked the absolute shit out of each other. There was a sick. There was sick table spots. There was tax spots. There was the, the light. The deathmatch classic light tubes. Ah, oh, light tubes. Um, I could. I had to look away when uh, Pentagon was shoving the light tube into Vampiro's head. Oh, I had to look man, away. That, that one. Was, that one. Like God, I was like, nope, no, 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 no. I couldn't do it. Oh, oh that was rough. Um, God, yeah, I couldn't watch it. I was like, oh, I, I, it was. I was like, I was like, I was like doing the thing where I was like, had my eyes closed. I was like peeking through my finger. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe I'll watch it. Maybe but I'll like, yeah, it was, it was rough. Um, but the match was good. Uh, I gave it my my. I believe you last week gave it a mark out. Uh, yes. I am also giving it a mark out because it was great. I was entertained, and the uh, the whole twist at the end definitely pulled the whole death match together, especially after Pentagon <sighs> broke Vampiro's arm. Oh my god! I was just when he did that when he first did the breaking his arm thing. I was like, "All right, you're hard." I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, I believe it. You're hard." And then he's like, "As your teacher, <laughs> you broke your Basically, master's arm. Congratulations, you pass." <laughs> I was like, "Wow." Like I said, like I can't describe it. Like the building literally like erupts with people going like, "What? <laughs> what do you mean?" Yeah, the yeah the crowd definitely sold that moment really well for sure. Oh man, that was great. Um, all right. Well, I believe that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, we had some great matches this week. We had some missouts this week. Uh, so uh, go check out those markout matches. Go miss out on those missout matches, and tune in next week for some more. Tune in next week for some more awesome wrestling matches, for some more independent wrestling. Uh, and remember to subscribe to this uh, page so you can get new episodes of Independent Waters every week. And if you go over to the to hit the books, uh, me and Ryan Knightsey do a SmackDown vs. Raw booking show where every week I book SmackDown, Ryan Knightsey books Raw, and we have a head-to-head competition to see whose card is better. That is every Friday on the Hit the Books main channel. Uh, and you can go check out our YouTube for everything this podcast, uh, all in video form. And we also have some uh, some extra stuff on the YouTube. We have uh, some pay per view reviews, and we have uh, some 2K out. We have some we have some co- little commentary on 2K matches uh, with me and Ryan, which is really fun. And if you want everything to do with this podcast, hit the books, and any other show that comes up on this network, go to htvpod.com where you can find out anything you need to know. So, Zach, I believe that brings us to the end. And it's been great, been a great week today. Uh, awesome matches. Very excited for next week. And uh, Oh, absolutely. And remember, everyone at home listening, always remember, there is a gigantic sea of independent water out there. So never stop exploring. <laughs> This has been a Countout Podcast.